Our topic in this lecture, Bezer Hashem, is to discuss a little about <coughs> Kedusha Shabbos. Baruch Hashem, we are gathered here, shall have a seminar. Baruch Hashem, over 50 gatherings. <coughs> many of us are here for the first time, many of us are here for many times previously. And Rabbi Zriel Zangazund, in his previous Russian opening, he <coughs> said a word which I'd like to comment on. Seminar number 56, and you said a little story of 12 years ago when we first started these seminars. It was number f- five or six. And he said, I was still excited. And I was telling someone to come. And to quote, now I'm not excited anymore. He's not listening to my drasha. <laughs> um, <clears throat> maybe I could compliment myself that I'm still excited. I would like to mention a Pusik that the Chavetz Chaim says. Chavetz Chaim says in Moshal, there was once a, a gvir, a rich person, that had a, a son who wanted to do a shidduch. And Shadchan came with shlichus of a, a certain person who, had a, who wanted to make this shidduch, went to Mishadach with him. And they discussed the shidduch and nothing came from it. And then later, this gvir, his son became a chasen to someone else. So when he was sitting writing an invitation, the secretary said, I think you should send <coughs> an invitation to that person who wanted to be your mechutin. She says, he wanted my mechutin. Wanted to be a mechutin doesn't make you a mechutin. So the Chavetz Chaim says, in our world, if you want to be a mechutin, doesn't make you a mechutin. By Kodesh Baruch it says in Pasuk, Yismach leiv mevakshe Hashem. Mevakshe Hashem. If you want to be Hashem's mechutin, you're looking, you're trying. Yismach leiv, there's a, there's a promise from Hashem. Yismach leiv. Mevakshe Hashem. Baruch Hashem, for sure, these gatherings can be analyzed as mevakshe Hashem. And Baruch Hashem, we have a lot of experience. And this is a new try. Bez Hashem in Barapak. Hashem should help. We should be with Matzliach. And we should add many in our gathering of Shalhevis, Mavakshe Hashem. Now, let me discuss a little about Shabbos Kodesh. Now, Shabbos Kodesh, as we know, is the heart of the Jewish people. We know that uh, a blank analyzation of a person, if you want to describe him as someone who is dedicated and attached to mysterious Ovois, we call him Erez Hashem Shabbos. He's a Shem Shabbos. We could say he is an Eichel Kosher, we could say he's a Maimon, which is surely not less important. But we call a Yid, that is an Erech Yid, we call it Erez Hashem HaShabbos. Still today you can walk by, not in Barapok, because Baruch Hashem, but I remember still Williamsburg, this goes back 40 years, when there was a barber on, on Lee Avenue, Shem HaShabbos, I remember it was something exciting. In Williamsburg 40 years ago, a Shema Shabbos, big sign, a Shema Shabbos barber. And Shema Shabbos says it all. Shema Shabbos means that he's an Elachayid. Because Shabbos is the Nekuda, Hapnimis, is the, is the most important point in a Yid. Now this needs explanation. Why really is Shabbos so important? Now, we find the Torah 
is more severe with Shabbos than any other mitzvah almost. Shabbos lahalochet has a more severe punishment than 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 ritzicha echmonolitzlan. Shabbos is parallel to avodazer. If someone steals, someone eats chazer, he bechlal is not chayiv in the Torah death penalty. Whereas Shabbos Kodesh is more severe than Ritzicheh, which is, there is a death penalty, but it's Saif as we know. And Shabbos is the most severe of all mitzvahs, parallel to Avedezerah And again, this needs to be explained. Now, in these seminars, Baruch Hashem, and many of you heard how I try to analyze a little about Shabbos Kodesh. I would like to change the Nusach a little bit this evening. Every time, try to give a little, a little, a job of a new appreciation. Let us first talk about what is Shabbos. What really is Shabbos? Exactly what is Shabbos? Now, I would like to put a, a, an appreciation which I'm not sure I'm analyzing exactly what is Shabbos, but I think it's a very important appreciation of what is Shabbos. Now, we know that Shabbos is called Me'ein Olam Habo. Me'ein Olam Habo. Now, we don't know exactly what it means, Me'ein Olam Habo, because we're never in Olam Habo. It sounds exciting. But we never know how we don't really know what Adam Habo is. Let us leave out the world, the word Habo. What for sure Adam Habo tells us is that Shabbos is a different world. Now let me explain this. We live in a world. We live in a world. There is such a thing called as an Oilam, a world. Now. For sure, many different people will analyze the world differently. And for sure, many different stages in our life, we will analyze the world differently. For many of us, this is a beautiful world. For many of us will say, not very smart people, it's a sad world. Some people will say it's a cruel world, Rahman al Islam. There are many ways to analyze the world. For sure, there is happiness in the world. For sure, there is cruelty in the world. For sure, there is sadness in the world. For sure, there is sickness in the world. For sure, there are this beauty in the world. And let us analyze it as a world, as a colorful world. It's hard to analyze the world, what exactly this world is. Olam Habo, this we know exactly how to analyze. There will be a day of Kulay Toif. The dead day, that world, won't be divided. Again, if we will try to give an overanalyzation of the world, we can't argue. But for sure it's not a young Shekulaytoif. At least not in our eyes. But there is a world, a world that we know will arrive, and it's called Olam Habba. A world of young Shekulaytoif. And that world, there won't be sadness, there won't be sickness, there won't be ignorance. It will be a world of kedusha, of beauty, of appreciation, of greatness, and closeness to Hashem. And it's two worlds. And these are the, these are the words of the Chazal. HaKadosh Baruch created two worlds. Olam Hazeh and Olam Haba. Now where are these two worlds? Where are they? 
Where are these two worlds? Olam Hazeh is today. Olam Haba is tomorrow. And this is a terrible mistake. Now let me explain to you what I mean. Hashem should forgive me if I'm saying something which is wrong. The Gemara says that Rabbi was sitting. Rabbi, one of the greatest sages, one of the greatest Amaroyim, was sitting and there was two children in front of him. One was called Rava, which is a short for Ravbo. And one was called Abaye, who is an orphan child, and his name was Nachmani. Nachmani. These two children later grew up to be the greatest sages of their time. And our greatest teachers that we have, I think a big Talmud Chacham once analyzed that you won't find three black Gemara that should not say either Abaye or Rava. And we were children, we used to turn pages and we didn't have what to do. And it's pretty true. Omar Rava, Omar Abaye, and Chazal tell us two little children, and Rabbi said to the children, Yingalach, who created the world? And they said, Rachmona. Hashem. Where is Hashem? So the Gemara says, and I don't remember which one, one of the children pointed to the, to the ceiling. And the second one walked outside and pointed to the sky. Hashem is there. And Rabbi said, both of you will be Meir Haroi Israel. Both of you will be great people. Now, let us not delve into the depths of this wonderful Gemara. What was the machlekes between Rava and Abaye when they were children and one pointed to the ceiling in the house, and one went outside and pointed to the sky. And there's a very deep machlekes, and this will not be my discussion this evening. But I am asking, Hashem should be meichem if I say something which is probably wrong. Why does Chazal tell us that Abaya and Rav were children? And if I have, have the wishes to say, that Abaya and Rava as children were G'dayin hador, But they were still children. They didn't have the real appreciation. But if you would ask Abaya and Rava later, where is Hashem? They say, here is Hashem. They wouldn't point to the ceiling. They wouldn't go out and point to the sky. Hashem is here. Hashem is with us. Where is Hashem? Here is Hashem. Here he is. They pointed to the, to the Shemayim because the greatness of Hashem is expressed by a Shemayim, by a greatness of a creation of a Shemayim, and all the beauties of the world come from Shemayim. But where is Hashem? Hashem is here. Now let us talk very clearly. Where is Olam Hazer and where is Olam Habo? Olam Hazer is today, Olam Habo is tomorrow. This is Sheker, this is false. Everything is here. Here is Olam Hazeh, here is Olam Habba. And that's what Shabbos is coming to teach us. Excuse my marshal. I'm trying to put an analyzation of what is Shabbos. Excuse that my marshal. But I think this marshal will illustrate something very beautiful. Imagine what is called in the world, I have a good chinuch, my father's angazunt, wrapped me in a talus, I remember very well, when I was five years old, four and a half years old, wrapped me in a talus, took me to Cheder, Yeshiva Tervedas, in Wilson Street, 46 years ago, Baruch Hashem, I never went to the movies, but I know there's such a thing called a horror movie, I never saw a horror movie, Baruch Hashem, but they say there's such a thing as a horror movie, imagine sitting in a dark movie house, and a horror movie, and there are people that take it very seriously. They become, they become, they, 
They see, they see people running, they see people faced with guns. And you, you, you're all pepped up, and you can, you can go, you can, sometimes it's, it's dangerous, you can get a heart attack. Imagine living through a horror movie, and you forget you're in the movie. You forget you're in the movie. And you see someone running after you. And you see you have problems. And you're, you're, you're in the middle of, of a... And, and, and all of a sudden, someone opens the light. Oh, it's only a movie. And all of a sudden, you come back to the truth of life. To the truth of life. That's what Shabbos Kodesh is. You're living Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Eza, Olam, what a world! It's a horror movie. And all of a sudden Shabbos Kodesh comes and you see the truth of now. Not the truth of tomorrow. The truth that you lived. Chazal tell us, Oz, the Torah tells, Oz yimole sechoik pinu. Then we will laugh. In Adam Haze. This is not a world of laughter. Do you know what Shaykh means? You know what it means to laugh? It doesn't say Ozimali Simcha. Shaykh will burst out laughing. What a joke. Imagine someone walking through a dark street. And he sees under the bushes two green eyes staring at him. In the middle of the night. And he's petrified. Rahman al And his portable phone is not with him. And he's afraid to scream. And all of a sudden the cat comes out. <laughs> what a joke. It was a, it was a khatula. It was a cat. It was a mistake in the beginning. All of your mullahs khaypinu. We look back. Problems, Parnosa problems, family problems, personal problems, the Shoma problems, Gashmi's problems, Ruchni's problems. We see a world, a world. All of it will look back and say, Everything was great, everything was beautiful. When? In Elam Haba. Shabbos is Elam Haba. Me'ain Elam Haba. Shabbos is the day that give us, gives us insight of the truth of the world. That the world, that Shabbos Kodesh is a day, and Shabbos Kodesh is not a day which is disattached from our world. Yom Toiv is a day which is disattached from our world. And this is not our discussion today. But Shabbos is the seventh day. And what does it mean the seventh day? Because the world has six dimensions. Mizrach, Mairif, Tzofan, Dorim, North, East, West, South, Up and Down. And the Nisham of the world, the truth of the world, the center of this world is Shabbos Kodesh. And what are halachas of Shabbos? What is the laws of Shabbos? Shabbos is a day. Appreciate what, what world we live in today. And the first halach of Shabbos is Shovas. Stop that movie. Stop that world. All your problems are solved. That's what Shabbos is. Now, Shabbos has very interesting halachas, which are very different than any other moment. One of the very interesting halachas of Shabbos is the halachas of Mitzoy Shabbos. Extremely important halachas of how to be malavid the Shabbos, how to depart from the Shabbos. And in Mitzoy Shabbos, as we know, there's two special halachas. Halacha of Malava Malka and Halacha of Vihinoam. We say Vihinoam Vata Kodesh Mitzvah Shabbos. The Riyah Kodesh tells us that it's extremely important to Malava the Shabbos. Because if you Malava the Shabbos, 
that you take the Kedusha Shabbos with you to all the week. And we know that the blessings of the world are divided in Gashmias and Ruchnias, physical and spiritual. The physical way of keeping the physical brachas of Shabbos, the Gashmias, the brachas of Shabbos for the whole week is Malava Malka. And the spiritual way to keep the Ruchnias Shabbos for the whole week is to sing Vihinoyim. Whatever the case is, it's important for us to keep Shabbos with us, to take Shabbos to the whole week. Because that's really the message of Shabbos. The message of Shabbos is that Shabbos is not one day of the week. Shabbos analyzes all the days of the week. And it's much more than that. Because we know that our closeness to Hashem our Hatzlach in this world is dependent on how much we appreciate our closeness to Hashem. That's how close we are. The Rambam says, to quote, V'da'ochi, and know my dear brother, Ki Hashem The appreciation, the understanding you get from Hashem, This is what attaches you with Hashem. When you think of Hashem, you're living with Hashem, you are actually, actually with Hashem. And when you think of else of Hashem, you are actually disattached from Hashem. These are the words of the Rambam in the Meri Nevuch, in other words, when a, when a person, which is called now language, which needs a lot of explanation, Be'ez Hashem, through the seminar, Be'ezreel will give very interesting lectures about it. When a person has the bitochen on Hashem, when he relies on Hashem, then he is attached to Hashem and he will be missing nothing. Chazal tell us, I feel the Roshah B'teach B'Hashem Ches Yisoyven. B'Teach B'Hashem Ches Yisoyven. Shabbos is the mocker, the fountain of bitochen. That's what Shabbos is. And if we take the appreciations of Shabbos all the week, then all our week will be a Shabbistical week. And we'll never be missing anything. Let me try to analyze again a little more what that means. I think we all know, let's talk about Parnosa. Let's talk about simple Parnosa. We all know that Parnosa, as important as Parnosa is, it's most important in the cup. Most important in our, in, our, in our psychological appreciations. For instance, imagine a fellow who is an Ottoman of fifth, of, let's say, the Finnish police. His mommy, she has nothing. And he scrapes together his last five dollars. And it's on the price of a piece of bread and a price of a bottle of milk for the children. And he goes out and he buys a lottery ticket. Imagine, he goes and buys a lottery ticket. Very stupid thing to do. And what doesn't happen when you talk all kinds of stories that could happen. That's not the way to become rich. But let's say he won $10 million. Now let's talk, let, let's look, look at this story. The problem is, these $10 million, you have to go down and to pick it up in a different city. For the appreciation for the speaking, speaking, that's speaking here, you have to go to Tel Aviv. He lives in Be'er Sheva. He has to go to Tel Aviv. He doesn't have 10 shekels in his pocket to go to Tel Aviv. He would love to take a taxi. So he goes out and he lends a couple of bucks. He lends 10 shekels. And he goes on the bus. And he's there up and sitting in a corner. And he's dead hungry. And he's dead tired. And it's a bushel to look at him. Does anybody have Rachmanus in this guy? This guy's rich. Where's his rich? In the cup. He knows he's rich. You don't have the rich in your pocket. That's not what rich means. Rich means you're rich in the cup. Now imagine if any one of us, many of us here have Parnassah problems. Many of us here have Parnassah problems. I'm sure... And we have parents. Shem should help all of us. Our parents 
those who are parents are alive should be alive and healthy. Imagine a soul like myself. I have Baruch Hashem, wonderful father and mother in Eretz Israel. And Baruch Hashem, we have parents of problems. I have Baruch Hashem family. I, I married children. I have a whole list of daughters to marry off. Baruch Hashem, Hashem should help us. And sometimes you're worried. So I look ahead and I say, well, if I had a rich father, imagine daddy comes to me and says, Shimshi, I, have a, I, have a, I want to tell you a secret, but this is a secret secret. A secret secret. Takes that little book, this is my bank book. But this is, Canaan's only verse. This is my bank book. You see? Ten with six zeros. In a day of need, but you should know that why didn't you know this until till now? I have my cheshbonus. I walk out of that, out of that meeting. I'm having a match. What's see? You got money in your pocket? Garnish. If my dad had said million dollar, and I go back the same life with it under the cup. We'll see what happened because I saw my daughter's bank account. That's what Shabbos is. Shabbos says, Hashem says, you see, I have another Mahab. I am Hashem. All the world you see people going out and working? I want to show you what my day looks like. You went a day, the telephone is disconnected. Could you imagine telephone disconnected for a businessman? The telephone is disconnected. And the banks are closed. You're not allowed to think about your problems. Your Hashem is full. The house is full of a smell of chont. I'm trying to tell you what your Hashem is Baruch is like in a Ramhaba. And today is a Ramhaba. That's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is opens the light and tells us the truth of the world. Your tati has 10 million bucks. Why does he give it for me? It's for you. What's it? He needs it for himself. What does Hashem do 10 million bucks? Imagine Gavriel Michal the Delta. What do they do 10 million bucks? I've got 90 more. For you, Hashem is holding it. I once heard from Abraham Shmulev, it's a beautiful pshat in the Pusik. Very interesting pshat in the Pusik. I don't have a Tanakh here, but I will tell it to you by heart. Even though it's more beautiful when it's inside. The Novi tells us a story of Alisha Hanovi. Alisha Hanovi was a Novi, and the whole world, a Novi saw, saw everything, a Chayzeh, Novi. And he would tell the king, the Melech Yisrael, when they were fighting with Aram, and he used to send out little groups of soldiers. The going used to send out to make all kinds of trouble for the Jewish people. And the Novi says, Elisha would tell the, tell, tell the Melech Yisrael, be careful, they can attack you over there. Be careful, they attack you. He would tell everything. And Melech Aram gathered his soldiers and he said, Mi b'chem b'shul Melech Yisrael. There's a spy here. Wherever we go to attack, they're waiting for us. Mi b'chem, who's the spy? So someone says, they're not spy, there's a Novi, there's a prophet. He'll tell you, he can tell him everything. So the Melech sends out soldiers to go capture And the Torah tells us that the, the Novi was in Shomer. And they got up in the morning, and the whole Shomer was surrounded by Rechav Parashim, was sounded, surrounded by, by, by <coughs> soldiers of Melech Haram. The Novi says, the Nar. The Novi went with the with, with the Mishamish, with the Shmashuris. And he says, get up in the morning and he sees the soldiers. He says, Hoy Ovi Manasseh, it's a Pasik. He says to the Novi, Father, Manasseh, what are we doing now? We're surrounded. They're gonna kill us. Hashem. Please open up the eyes of this child. Was surrounded Shemer. And the, and the Nara of the Novi saw that the whole city was surrounded. Outside of those soldiers, there were soldiers of Aish of fire, Malachim. Fire soldiers. With one blow, they just get rid of all, all, all the Ram soldiers. And he says, Hey, we have more soldiers than they have. 
Please make them all blind. And they all became blind. And then Elisha comes to them and says, Soldiers, you're blind. You went to the wrong place. You're looking for the prophet. He's not here. Come with me. He takes them all to Shema to the Melech Yisrael. And the Melech Yisrael says, Hatake, should I kill them? She says, you killed them? Did you, <laughs> did you capture that you killed them? Give them a feast. He made them a feast, sent them home, and from then they never came back to Eretz Yisrael. That's the parsha. It's a parsha. None of you can all see the parsha. I once heard from the Chaim Shmulevitz, Zechot Tzadikavrocha. He says, what happened was, that the Navi says, open up the eyes of this child, of this Nar, and he saw angels, a whole army of, of fire around them. Why did Hashem send these angels? They were never used. If the Torah would tell us the story, that these fiery angels smite the, the angels of Aram. So we know why the angels came. Hashem says, open up, Hashem sent angels, and the Nair saw the angels, and then... He says, make them blind. It's the story completely. So why did the angels come? Why did the Parashim, why did the soldiers of fire come to Elisha? So Chaim Shalavet said these words. He says, because when this child is in panic, then no miracle can happen. Elisha cannot say, Hashem, make them blind. Because there's no bitachim, because this man is in panic. And Elisha first had to, had to tranquilize this, this little boy. And he says, Hashem, show him the truth. We have more soldiers showing that Hashem has solutions to his problems. And now that you're tranquil, that you, you rely on Hashem, and you're not afraid anymore, you know Hashem has all beauty for you. Hashem has every happiness stored away for you. Now that you're tranquil, now that you're, that you're, that you're relying on Hashem, now we can go ahead and do the right things. Hashem could work as He wants to work and as, as the story happened to be that Elisha had to work this way. But if this child says, Oi, Avi Oi, then everything is paralyzed and nothing can happen. And that's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is in the middle of the world. Hashem opens up the lights. What is this world? Hashem has solutions for you. It's a beautiful world. It's a world shakulay toiv. It's a world shakulay aruch. We live in a world of tzaddikim yeshim today. But the same, but Hashem and enemies of Ashkina. That's what Shabbos Kodesh is. And if you take the appreciation of Shabbos with you for all the week, and you'll be a Shabbos not only on Shabbos, then all week will be a, 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 the beauty of Shabbos. And that's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is to give us the insight, the beauty of this world. And in the series of these seminars, I mentioned many times over, Shabbos Kodesh is a Beis Hamikdash because that's what Beis Hamikdash was. Beis Hamikdash was a place where there was a mitzvah Sholosh Pa'omim Bashana. Three times a year, show your face to Hashem. And then, recognize Hashem, go to the base of Migdosh. See the greatness of Hashem, the love of Hashem to you. And then go back home and live in the light of these Shalash Regolim. Because that's what Beis Hamikdash was. Beis Hamikdash was a place where Shorim Ruach HaKodesh. And that's why Shabbos is a Beis Hamikdash. Every beauty, every beauty of the Beis Hamikdash, all the components of Beis Hamikdash you find in Shabbos Kodesh. And the Beis Hamikdash was a menorah. What does it mean a menorah? A menorah means the beauty of Hashem. The beauty of, 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 of Yiddishkeit, you can light it. You can light it. And there were Sheva Neiris to give you this message. The message is in the Besamikdash, when you're outside of the Besamikdash, you think that you light once a week. You shine like a menorah. Six days a week, your poem is fashvatzed. 
And one day a week, you shine at the menorah. The menorah, by the way, was a very beautiful piece of gold. The Kadmanim tell us that the menorah was purified a thousand times over. And it wasn't the psoilus, it wasn't the psoilus that was refined. The, the earth, all, all kinds of... But it was the soida offer. It was the natural offer, the natural earth in, in our creation that makes everything stub, substance. The menorah would, would light it was bright like the sun. It was a piece of sun, a, a piece of fire, not our fire, a piece of sun. And a yid came. I want to tell you something very interesting. You don't even need a coin. The most beautiful piece of the Besamikdash, the menorah, didn't need a coin even. Hatovas Neres needed a coin to prepare the menorah. But that locus menorah to bring light into this world, to shine with beauty, doesn't need a coin even. And a Shabbos Kodesh, we have a menorah. And the menorah tells us to light seven days, not light one day. In the Beis Hamikdash, it was a shulchan. We have a shulchan of Shabbos. The shulchan Shabbos tells you, you don't have to eat on a Goyesha table. You don't have to eat on a Gashmistic table. You can eat on Hashem's table. In the Beis Hamikdash, there was Kapara Savoynes. And that was the beauty of the Beis Hamikdash. When you walk into the Beis Hamikdash, Chazal tells us, Loma Nikrashma Levonoin, Shemelabin Avenisem Shal Yisrael. Tomid Shal Shachar was Mechaper on a various Halaylo. The Tomid Shaben Harbai was Mechaper on a various Hayoim. And the same is true with Shabbos Kodesh. Chazal tells us when a Yid comes home from Shul, and he takes a cup of wine and he says, At that moment, and they put their hands on his head and they say, Because at that moment, what is chet? What does an avera mean? Avera means when a person thinks, it occurs to a person that actually you can't there's corners in the world that you can hide out from Hashem. Of course Hashem is strong. But when I'm, when I'm out of town, I can eat something which isn't 100%. When I'm on the phone, so I can my mind black out Hashem and say a word of Lashon Har. Etc, etc. But when he says, That the whole creation was created from Hashem, Yesh Me'ayin, from absolute nothingness. And the whole Metzius, the whole substance of everything is only Hashem. There is no corner where Hashem isn't there to, to keep us alive. There's no such thing as hiding out from Hashem. At that moment, it's a moment of truth. And Hashem says, if you have this appreciation, but this is not for Shabbos. This is for seven days a week. I would like to tell you a pshat which isn't really at this moment relevant to Shabbos but it's something very important. I think it's important for those who don't know this pshat to know this pshat. I think many of us, most of us here learnt parts of a sefer one of the sefer called Sefer Iyov. You all know the story of Iyov. I don't know how many of you learnt the story. I will tell you very, very overall what the story happened and just about what, the, what one very important appreciation of this story is. There's a sefer called Eif that was written, we don't know exactly through who, but there's one sheet in the Gemara, Moshe Rabbeinu wrote it. It's a machlekis in the Gemara. And it's probably the most lahalacha Moshe Rabbeinu wrote sefer Eif to, to analyze the whole world. And this person was a tzaddik in comparison to, to Avraham Avinu. Hashem said he is Ishtam Lukim. This is Hashem's analyzation. He was a tzaddik gomer and he had riches, he had health and Chazal analyzed his chesed. Any orphan child, any homeless, he would, he would when, he was, when he was alive, everyone had riches and everyone had, everyone was taken care of. 
And the Sultan on Rosh Hashanah was jealous of this great person. And Hashem says to the Sultan, you see, you say that I'm bankrupt, you say I have a beautiful ear, Hashem says it's greatness. And the Sultan says, yeah, because see, everything is good for him. If you give him a sign, if you take away his riches, you'll see that he'll, he'll curse you. And Hashem says to the Sultan, you can do whatever you want. And at that moment, the Sultan came, he lost at that moment all his children, he lost at that moment all his riches, and he became a pope in one moment. And he didn't open his mouth. And the next Rosh Hashanah, Hashem said to the Sultan, you see, he's still a tzaddik. So Hashem says, yeah, the Sultan says to Hashem, yeah, or ba'ad or, you ever see anybody fall on his face, he puts his hands, because he's protecting his face with his hands, he knows that if he'll open his mouth, he knows good and well what's going to happen to him, he's protecting himself. But if you bring on him physical pains, you'll see what he'll do. And the terrorist says, Hashem told to the Sultan, you can do whatever you want. And the Sultan had a heart problem. He gave him such pains and such machlis that any normal person would die a thousand times over. And by miracle he remained alive. And he opened his mouth and he cursed his day. And Chazal said that he was very, very bad. He started off by saying, He cursed the day that he was born. And he cursed the stars. He cursed the day of his birth. What does that mean? I will explain in a moment. Chazal analyzed the Eve many ways. Now, the problem is when you learn the Sefer, the words are very hard to, to, to understand, but we have Mepharshim, that's not such a problem. But even if you learn the Mepharshim, you don't know what's going on there. What, how the Sefer is built is, it's a dialogue between Eve and three Chaver. Eliphaz, Bildad, and I think Namrat Sefat, the third one. And they, they argue it out. And Eve starts complaining, and Eliphaz comes and says, You're, you, you probably did have various. And Eve says, I know that I'm a tzaddik. And then Bildad opens his mouth, and Lama opens his mouth, and they argue, and they argue, and they couldn't conquer Eve. Until, until there's a friend called Elihu, and he says the right words, we don't know what he says. And then Atari says, Vayam Hashem is Eve and Hasa'ur. And Hashem came with a storm wind and spoke to Eve. And Hashem starts telling Eve, Where were you when I created the world? Did you see the Oitzra's Shalik? Did you see the, where I keep the snow? The Oitzra's, the treasury houses of snow. And Hashem describes the Leviathan, the big fish that is as big as the whole world. And I play with him, and I pick him up, and I throw him. And Hashem describes the Shorah Now, the whole Sefer of Eve is really mostly dedicated to describe the greatness of Hashem. Now, I'm not going to continue explaining what the, what the problem of the Sefer is, because I don't know how many of you learned the Sefer. When you learn the Sefer, you just don't know what's flying. Now, I'd like to give you a very, very short analyzation of the Sefer from beginning to end. What happens is as follows. Eve was a tzaddik, but he wasn't very smart. He's called the tzaddik Yireh He wasn't very intelligent. Who was more intelligent was his wife. Excuse the expression. His wife, when he, she saw his situation, she said, Bracha Lekim Vemes. Curse God and die. And Eve says, you're talking like Achad Harekim. You're talking idiocies. You're talking like an empty person. But she was ten times better than him. Why? Could it be Hashem, the great Hashem, the good Hashem, should do this to me, a tzaddik like myself? So he came up with the shit as follows. Hashem is so great. Hashem is so, so great. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't care about me at all. Imagine one of us going in the street, and you have, you ever see walk in the street, did you ever notice? Do you know how many microbes you just killed at that moment? So well, you can't sleep at night. Who cares? Hashem is, there's a vast difference between Hashem and us. More than we are the microbes. So Hashem created a world, doesn't care about the world, he's way above the world, and 
He didn't say, I'm not cursing Hashem, I'm cursing my world. And he cursed his dick. He cursed his mother. And he cursed his mother. His wife understood. She wasn't a philosopher. She knew the truth. She said, like, 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 like a woman shouldn't say, it's Hashem did it to you. He says, no, Hashem didn't do it to me. Now, the, the friends started fighting with him. <clears throat> Elifas comes and said, he says, no, you're a Russian. Hashem doesn't do it for nothing, which isn't the truth. Because we know the story. Hashem was trying to make an Isoyim for you. You with me? Right? So, Eyob answered, we're going to Russia. I am a good mother, I'm a tzaddik. The second friend said, you know what? Hashem is trying to make an investment. You'll suffer today and you'll benefit tomorrow even more. So Eyob says, how long am I going to live? I have 80 years to live, 100 years to live. I'm quoting the Pusik. I'm made out of copper. I'm a chush adversary. I'm made out of copper. I've lived forever. I'll die. I have 80 years to live. Then Sefer Hamoti came. That was his name. Sefer Hamoti came. And he says, you know, maybe you don't know that you're a Russian. So you have said, if I don't know that I'm a Russian, so what does Hashem want from me? Because for all the philosophies, Eve just threw away. And they fought and they fought and they fought and they didn't know what to answer. The end of the story is Eve, Hashem spoke to Eve. And then Eve said, We don't know what Hashem said. The chapter is as follows. Everything, most of what I'm saying is based on the Malbim. Eve had a problem. And his problem was as follows. I know that I'm a tzaddik. If I don't know, if I, if, because if I'm drunk, then I'm also a tzaddik. I know that I'm a tzaddik. I don't deserve this suffering. Why do I have this suffering? The answer is, the problem is, and as I told him, maybe it's an investment for tomorrow. You'll have suffering today, to the, tomorrow you'll have a wonderful life. How long am I going to live? Now, however, Rabbi Sai, let us analyze very clearly. We know that every living being has a natural lifespan. A natural lifespan in his creation. Alright? Now, the ant, the ant, I happen to know his lifespan, even though I never went to school. I never learned this in school, but I know from the Gemara. Isn't that lucky? The Gemara says the lifespan of an ant is 12 months. Does anybody know the lifespan of a horse? Lifespan, natural lifespan. What's the lifespan of a cow? What's the lifespan of a frog? Everyone has a natural lifespan. Now let us analyze very clear language. What is the natural lifespan of a human being? A very clear question. What is the natural lifespan of a human being? And some people will say 70 years. Some people say 80 years. Some people say 120 years. And what is the truth? The truth is that the natural lifespan, it's very important to realize this. We are Jewish people. The natural lifespan of a human being is eternity. When I could have created us in the beginning, Odor Amishim was created to live forever. And that's not a miracle. That is his natural lifespan. And then he went out and did an Avera. And I said, said, when you do an Avera, we have to, I think this side of the Mechitza knows what I'm talking about, that if you fall into the mud, you have no barrier, you have to take out that shirt, you have to tell us the little Yangala, take out that shirt, and throw it to the machine, you have to wash it out, you can put it back again. So what happens? Big time, Yankara, let's say he has one shirt. So every time Yankara is hiding out, and Mama says, wait a second, wait a second. And she quickly washes out the shirt, throws it to the dryer, irons it out, puts it on, Yankara, go back to Chayden. Right? That's what happens. This, that's what the truth of the Torah is. Hashem says, on the mission, you have no bravery. You didn't have air, ki offer atav offer toshev. It's very interesting, the passage expresses so beautifully. Hashem says, ui. We have a terrible problem. Because maybe Odomarishan 
Wil iets van de Eetzegaïm. En we live forever. Sommigen die live forever. Wat is Hashem keer van live forever? You know what happen to you forever? Then he'll never become cleansed. Then he'll go around with a, with, with a dirty shirt forever. The worst thing that could happen to other nations should live forever to any of us. So Hashem says we have to make that he should die. Go back into the earth. Wash out his body. And put it back on again. The natural lifespan of a person to live forever. Now. Eoif, the Gemara says, You know why? Because Eoif, the Shittasa, he said like this. He says, what does it mean to live forever? What does it mean to live forever? To be attached to Hashem. How can I be attached to Hashem? Hashem is so great. And we are so small. How can we be attached to Hashem? So if I can't be attached to Hashem, so I live 80 years. If I live 80 years, why do I suffer? If I can be attached to Hashem, I don't live 80 years. Now we all, all of us, many of us here have a lot of suffering in our lives. If you would know that you're going to live 100 million years, let's talk simple physical life. You're going to live 100 million years. And the first 80 years will be 80 years of suffering. Are you willing to make this investment? I think, I think I'm willing to make this investment. It's a pretty good investment. 80 years and live 100 million years beautiful happy years with no problems the whole problem was because he says I'm going to die why am I going to die because I can't live forever why can't you live forever because I can't get communication close communication to Hashem at that moment at that moment that Eid became a Navi for one moment, and Hashem spoke to him, Hashem says, you see, I can talk to you, I can bring myself down, I can get a close contact to you. At that moment Eid said, Oy, bazoy, if that's the case, I have no kashis, then I have no kashis, because 80 years of suffering, 100 years of suffering, of Eid's suffering, not our suffering, is a good investment, if I can live an eternal life with Hashem. That's Mamash in a nutshell, the story of Eden. And my basically that's the story of Shabbos. That's Mamash's story of Shabbos. Shabbos is, gives us a message. Even when Yontif comes, Hashem says We say, Shabbos tells us, you see this world? Every week, once a week, Hashem reminds us, you see this world? This is a world of Avo. I love you, I'm close to you. Now go back to your six days and grin and bear it and appreciate how the beautiful world you live in. Why? Because it's Ba'avo. And if it hurts a little bit, it's an investment because it's Ba'avo. Hashem is in love with you, Kaviyoko. And I want to just finish one word. Why is Shabbat so severe? If you burn yourself a Torah, you don't get death penalty. If you eat a Chazer, you don't get death penalty. If you machal Shabbos, skila. Why? The answer is, I don't know how to, how to, how to analyze, how to describe it. There are certain moments which are so precious. There are certain moments. Imagine, Hashem should, Hashem should forgive me for, for, being, for talking so clearly open. But Chazal tell us this. Imagine a fellow walks into the house and he does what he shouldn't do. He walks in for work. His wife had a hard day. His wife had a hard day. And... The children were cranky. The washing machine went kaput. The house was three inches full of water. She broke her back to, to mop it up. And she, she, she made him a serious nervous. She, she ran to the store. She got, she got a can of corn, put it into the microwave. And he walks in. And he all goes straight to the, to the pot. Is there anything human to eat? That's cruel. That's cruel. But he didn't ruin the show and dice. Because it could be that she'll keep her mouth closed. It could be that she'll bear it. And I'll say I'm sorry. 
But imagine, I don't know what Marshal could bring in a precious moment when a wife tells her husband or vice versa, you know, I really love you. And he, and, and, and he answers or she answers, I really think that you're a monster. You just, you ruined it. You ruined it. You got me in the wrong. At this moment, at this moment, that's what Shabbos is. Because if you bring yourself a terror, you did, a, you did something cruel. I'm sorry, Hashem. But at the moment of Ba'av, in Ulam Habu, when the whole world just vanished, when everything is Shabbos, and when, when the Chosen, the Kaleh are in the Yichud room, and the Chosen tells the Kaleh, Hashem tells us, Ba'av, and we say, well, I, like, I would like a cigarette. Or I'm interested in calling up the, the phone in the moment of Avo to tell Hashem, I don't care about your love. I don't care about your closeness. I don't care about your Lamhaba. This is Avayazur. And this is skip. This is the most serious Avayazur that could be. Because that's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is these precious moments that bear light into all six days. Shabbos is, 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 is Alam Haba to tell us that we live in Alam Haba, we, 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 we're in Hashem's embrace. So the question is, if I'm in Hashem's embrace, so why my problems? Hashem says, you remember Shabbos? Look at my bank book. I'm Hashem. There's Alam Haba. And if I can come close to you on Shabbos, Bichlal, a territory of Kashas. Bichlal, you're living endless years. The day will come when you change your suit, Kaleh. You're not going to want to change your suit because you don't say, I'm going to oh, this shirt is good for me, this shirt is good for me. Mommy says, no. Pulls the shirt off his back and he's crying and the neighbors are crying. But Hashem knows that we're going into a life of Yom Shakuli Toy Yom Shakuli Aruch. And Hashem once a week brings us a, a demonstration to Shabbos Kodesh. And Hashem says, this message, take with you all the week. I'm, I'm concluding here. It's late. Whatever I want to say something very interesting. I'm something a little personal. Something much personal. Uh, not personal, something very interesting. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm by profession, I'm a public speaker. I don't know, that's not my financer, but... Uh, I, I, many times I have, you know, I, I say to myself, uh, you talk, you talk, you scream. This is right now, this is it, it goes one ear, it goes out the other ear. Many times there are precious moments in life. I remember I want one of my precious moments in life, one of my most precious moments. A Baruch came over to me, Yeshiva Baruch, he says, and I was, it was talking, it didn't come up, I was in such, I was talking with boys, I said, no, this is, the, you know, people don't listen to that. So he says, he says, you know, he says, my brother, it's Israel, my brother is a Chiloni. He's a fireman. And today he's still a Chiloni. This is a true story. He said, but you once spoke about Shabbos. And he was there. Since then he didn't smoke his cigarette in Shabbos. He doesn't smoke in Shabbos. He still rides in Shabbos. I, I, I think you have the appreciation. That if he doesn't smoke in Shabbos, today he doesn't ride in Shabbos either. Now what I mean to say, sometimes there are precious moments of, of, of light. I want, why do I tell this at Dhamma? I want to tell a little story. A, true, a, a, a very, very interesting story. I want to share this with you. I'm a, I'm a Litvak. Baruch Hashem, my father's a, a, big, a big tzaddik, a Tamad Chochem, so to learn. So. But we were Litvish Mishpoch. And I, I, I was... With, the beginning, beginning, I used to make with the, to eat Mizaynas every Mitzvah Shabbos. Every Mitzvah Shabbos, I would eat, I would eat the Mizaynas. And then there's a story that Chaim Velazhen told the Vilnagoyen, that he eats mezainas, but he says, no, you should eat dafka bread. So I was always makbid. Before chatzayis, or maybe sometimes even after chatzayis, I would start to have a piece of bread. They eat the lechoy, you know, litvikas don't say it, especially if you're yeshivish. Very interesting story. I was once, I was once by a nichum I'll tell you who it is, because it's a schus for this person. A yid I don't know if you know him, his name is Ramesha Tanadam. He, his wife, Allah was my was my first cousin. In other words, his his shver, my mother, the brother Chaim Tavim, my brother and sister. His wife was my first cousin. He was my, in other words, he was my first cousin. He was a real Hasidic sheet. 
He happened to be the head of the body yeshiva in Israel. was a And he passed away two years ago, three years ago. And I went to Menachem with my cousin. They were sitting there, the children were talking that Moshe, you know, when, when you say by they, they say they say stories about the Nifta that that's the meaning of by Elohim. Mutsuri Shabbos was Bahimagansa Vaida. Used to come home, used to like candles, and used to eat him a lava malkum with the eaten hot. the biggest of is Mutsuri Shabbos. They were saying about the stories. One of the Yidin that was sitting there said, I don't know until today who it is. Ain't a rabbit gazokt. Vayid, a Jew that doesn't say, Vitin lechom etzay Shabbos. Vitin lechom is all the psukim of Hatzlochet. It doesn't say, Vitin lechom etzay Shabbos. Doesn't have panosa. So the kasha here is, we see Yid, but do have panosa? Ochim vez vaza panosa. Ochim vez vaza Very interesting. These words went into my heart. From then, I started saying, Vitin lechom. Mitzvah Gvedes Mitzvah, listen to this. I'm a revenue community. Even though I, I resigned, but I'm still called the revenue community. I went to the, the Rabbanim there, and I said, this is a shul, it's not a yeshiva. Yeshiva have them in Hagen, it's a shul. And the Chabang Gvedes Mitzvah, that they say the Yitzvah. They say the Yitzvah. I just tell you, because of this word, hundreds of people, hundreds of people say every Shabbos Yitzvah. I don't know the end of the story, what's going to happen over here. Then, this happened a half a year. A half a year later, I was very, you know, I, was, I started getting appreciated with Tzoyi Shabbos. But kids said, I'll tell you the truth in my house, I don't know if I should tell it personally. Mitzvah, Gerais, Mitzvah, today, by me, in my eyes, to eat Malav Malki, eat the Shalashudas, is Emes Achilagase, it's like eating, <laughs> if you eat a Yom Kippur, you put, how could you eat the Shalashudas? You're stuffed, you can't eat. And so I said, try, you'll see for me, Malav Malka is even these Shabbos Shudas. So, Mormon Tzai Shabbos, Leipochus Vila Yosef, I put candles on the table, I said to my wife, Madafes Malav Malka. What's it, Gishev? Lafshayas Malav Malka. What do you want from Malav Malka? Excuse me for the expression. I said, Tasi Shakshuka. You know, Shakshuka is in Israel. They have, in the spider have such a, a cut of onions. Because something that you can make with Tzai Shabbos, which is fast. Shakshuka, I knew it's a Shakshuka. The kids said, my wife washed, and I washed, and my children washed, and since then, Mitzvah Shabbos, right after Shabbos, fields on the table, Bilvashtach, Mestalag Malka. I want to tell you, if I could say such a thing, it changed my life. Changed my life. Mitzvah Shabbos. A whole avoid of Mitzvah Shabbos. Mitzvah Shabbos is a very important kudu of Shabbos. To take along the Shabbos, to appreciate the Shabbos, that the Shabbos is not a word of Shabbos. Shabbos is not a word of Shabbos. Shabbos is a word for the whole week. That's the most, the most important piece of Shabbos. Shabbos is not telling you what Shabbos is. Shabbos is telling you what your life is. Shabbos is telling you the truth of the world. To open up and see what, what the world is. The world is a world. Yom Shekulei Toiv. Yom Shekulei Menucha. Yom Shekulei Menucha. That's what the world is. But tells all the week you don't see it. That's what is a special word. There's no other time that a special word of Mitzvah Shabbos. And then I got the appreciation. Why don't we daven on Shabbos for our personal problems? Why don't we daven on Shabbos our personal problems? Tell look, you have someone sick in the house. Unless it's very, very But it's also to say, why? And it says in the Tikkun Zayir, it says that Tfilas Shabbos ain't choizerekom kama Tfilas Yom Neroin. Shabbos the Tfilas is always accepted by Hashem. So I had the appreciation of Marshall. And I said this Marshall many seminars and repeated. It was a, it's a true story. There was a fellow, and I'll say it very short. There was a fellow who wanted to raise money for yeshiva. He wanted to raise money for yeshiva. He went to a gvir. He knew if he'll knock on the door, the guy will give him $300, maybe $500, maximum. You know what he did? I, not exactly, but I'm, 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 the story, but, 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 the story is a true story. The kid's, uh, he walks around next to his house, and the guy walks out, 
very rich man. He says, maybe you know what is a kosher restaurant? I'm dying for a glass of coffee. So of course he writes into the house. Writes to the house, give him a glass of coffee. And Mishmur Sechduchan become friends. Come again. Comes again. A year's time he cultivated the friendship and didn't, didn't even tell him what his business is. After a year's time, after a year's time, they were sitting together, they, ready, they came to Shabbos, the families knew each other. And he says, Yaakov, he says, uh, what's your panasa? She says, don't you know? I work for that yeshiva. What's your yeshiva? I never heard the yeshiva. You never heard the yeshiva? Next time you're in Eretz Yisrael, you're going to visit my yeshiva. Said, he waited another three months. Came to Eretz Yisrael, took him to the yeshiva. At the end is he donated a building in the name of his father. So, so that's the marshal of Shabbos. When Shabbos comes, that's Hashem's day. That's Hashem's happy, wonderful day. And he comes to Hashem's suda, and Hashem says, what do you need? What do I need? I need though his suda said, this is your day. And you don't see a word. And then you come to Shalashudas, and you say, B'nei Hechol, the Chesifun, the Mechzer, the Zivdus, the Ampen, Yohin, Hochel, Bahaitaka, the Bey Malcha, Begelufin. Hashem is happy today. And you don't say a word, but what? Godel, the Gimosh, Makarevus, the Salabavis. And you become good friends with Hashem, and you sat one Suda, and the second Suda, and the third Suda, and the Ava is burning. And then Matsoi Shabbos, when you go on to say goodbye, Hashem, by the way, Hashem, now that the day is over, I want to remind you something. All of a sudden, he reminds himself, that's the day to gather all the brachas of Shabbos. But this is an insight in the avoid of Shabbos. What's the most important is that Shabbos is the life of Yiddishkeit. Because Yiddishkeit, what is Judaism? That there is a Shem, that there is a Creator, this is not the Chiddush of Yiddishkeit. The Chiddush of Yiddishkeit is Masadva Hashem Malachi. This is what Judaism is. The last message Hashem told Malachi. That Hashem is Ba'avu. That Hashem is close to us. And when a person gets the appreciation that there could be a Ba'avu. And on Shabbos, Hashem tells us, every yomtif and every day, when you do an Aveya, you bring a korban chatas. Every yomtif, Hashem cleanses the Jewish people. A soil chatas. On Shabbos, there's no mention of chatas. There's no mention of Aveya. All there is is shteik vasim t'mimim. The love between Hashem and the Jewish people. There's no mention of Aveya. There's no chatoyim. Hashem looks at us on Shabbos, in the light of the tzaddikim gemurim, there's no mention of Avera, the shnei tamimim, and Hashem puts light into the life of the Jew for all the week. Hashem is baruch, should help us, which was echad to